Hi, welcome to our message for November the 13th, 2022. Our text for today is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verses 5 through 19. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be, and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? He said to them, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and and in various places famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you the words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and siblings, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. Let us pray. Almighty God, there's so many things in life that try to take our eyes off of you and your kingdom. Lord, help us today to focus on you and on who you called us to be, that we might be found faithful in the end. Father, I ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Distractions are everywhere. When we follow them, we just might miss the prize. I remember in 1989, I took a youth group from rural Fayette County, Alabama, to the River Chase Galleria. Now, the Galleria was a huge mall. It was new and and quite a spectacle at the time. I was excited for my group to explore all of the shops and restaurants. There was a whole new world to explore for these folks that had grown up in the rural part of the state. When we got there, though, I couldn't get them off of the elevators and the escalators. They had never ridden such things in their lives. What most of us take for granted became a distraction for them. Elevators and escalators absorbed all of their time, and they missed virtually everything else at the Galleria. They missed everything else they could have experienced because of the distraction. Now, don't get me wrong. Elevators and escalators are not evil. There's nothing wrong with them. They were just distractions from the rest of the experience. The same thing happened with my son's first Christmas. Melissa and I spent money that we didn't have to buy him lots of presents. He was almost a year old, and so we thought it would be a great time for his first Christmas. We wanted it to be super special. But he spent the morning playing in boxes and wrapping paper. I don't know if he played with any of the actual toys, We finally sold a rocking horse in a yard sale that had never been ridden because we just thought that he had to have those things, but he was distracted with the boxes and the paper. And again, there's nothing wrong with playing in boxes, but it distracted him from the real gifts that his parents had provided. We've been that way since the very beginning. God planted an incredible garden for humanity. 
We can't even imagine the beauty, but we're told that there was fruit provided on the trees year-round. It was a paradise where, where our first parents could live together in love and joy and harmony and all the beauty and serenity of this paradise on earth. But our first parents were distracted by the one thing they couldn't have. Everything in the garden was available to them, but they, their eyes got fixed on that one thing that was forbidden. And distractions cost them the glory of creation. Well, a similar scene is playing out in today's text. Jesus is walking through the temple with the disciples, and they are amazed. The temple was a sight to behold. It was actually built by King Herod, who was a master architect. Uh, it was nine stories high. Just think about that for 2,000 years ago. Nine stories high. The stones in it ranged, um, most of the stones averaged between 10 tons and 100 tons. And there's actually one stone that is estimated to be in excess of 400 tons. These massive stones that have been hauled into place without the marvels of modern machinery. It had been designed by architects from Rome and Greece and Egypt, some of the most brilliant people in the world. It was a real marvel to behold. Even more than that, it was believed to be the threshold between the earthly realm and the heavenly realm. The Jews believed that, that the temple was the place where heaven and earth met, where God actually touched the planet. Uh, in fact, the western wall of the temple is still one of the holiest sites in the world. When we go there in March, we'll have the chance to pray at the western wall, uh, right there at that place where the Jews believe heaven and earth actually touched. So the disciples were understandably awestruck. Jesus was dismissive, though. He didn't seem to be all that impressed. He wasn't blown away by the beauty of it. In fact, his response was, well, all this is going to be torn down soon anyway. And then he began to warn them, don't get distracted. Don't be deceived by the beauty of this temple. It's temporary. It's passing away. Don't get distracted by other teachers and their promises. When people come saying, I am he, just don't listen to them. Don't miss out on the real message. Don't get distracted by trying to read the signs of the times. Don't we do that so often? We're so busy trying to figure out when this will all be over. But he says, don't get distracted by the signs of the times, wars and rumors of wars and insurrections and earthquakes. Don't let that, don't let that knock you off course. And don't even get distracted, he says, by the upcoming persecutions. He says, oh, we're going to hate you because of me. They're going to haul you before the courts, but don't let that distract you. Don't even worry about what you're going to say. I will give you the words to say, Jesus says. Jesus seems to be very concerned about us getting distracted. It begs the question, what is it that Jesus doesn't want us to miss? If he's so worried that we don't get caught up on the wrong things, what is it? what are the right things that we need to make sure that we don't miss. We already have a hint. The Jews believed that the temple was the doorway between heaven and earth. It was a place where heaven and earth met. But Jesus tells us it will be destroyed. The very last verse in our text tells us what won't be destroyed. Our lives. Those of us who persevere to the end, we will gain our souls, our whole lives, in fact. 
You are the temple of God on earth right now. You are the place where heaven and earth touch. You are the threshold between the mundane and the divine. Your life is the temple of the Holy Spirit now. That's incredible news, right? You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your life represents God's presence on earth, even demonstrates God's presence on earth. That feels kind of nice, right? Might make us feel somewhat important. But the same is true of the person next to you. He or she is the temple just as much as you are. So is the person that disagrees with you. So is that person you last argued with. Don't get distracted. Jesus doesn't want us to miss the value of loving one another. Don't get distracted by all of the other concerns. Jesus doesn't want us to miss the value of loving one another. Mother Teresa was once asked about her faithfulness in loving the poor and the lepers in Calcutta. It was tiring, unending, and unpleasant work cleaning the wounds of these poor lepers. They asked, how did she keep her spirits up? She said quite simply that when she looked into the face of a leper, she saw the face of Jesus. She saw in the poor the very face of Jesus. In fact, some have argued that we only love Jesus as much as we love the least of humanity around us. So often today, we look into other people's faces and we see enemies. Well, we just had the election. That's what the week was all about, isn't it? We look into, we look into one another's faces. We see opponents. We see enemies. But that's just another distraction. Don't give in to it, especially in hateful times. When we look into another's face, may we see Jesus. Amen.